Good morning and welcome back. This is Brad Perlin in Vermont Viewpoint, WDEV in Waterbury, Vermont. Uh, we are, uh, we just finished up with Patrick White and, uh, Brett Anstanchu. They were amazing about Vermont Almanac. And, uh, my next guest is, uh, no stranger to, uh, WDEV and this studio. Uh, welcome this morning, Rick Norcross. And I'm, I feel very welcome now that the goggles are straightened around here. Well, uh, I guess they're head, headphones, right? We, uh, we thank, thank God thank each day for Lee Cattell here at WDEV <laughs> <laughs> because he, he's been around here. So you've probably been in the studio, Rick, more than I have over how, how long? Oh, I don't know about that, but I don't know, 40 years or so, 40, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, back at Jack Donovan's uh, Vermont Live, uh, he'd have bands come in and play, and I guess I did that three or four times with Jack down in the mezzanine, you know, where uh, where the old timers used to play. Yeah, a beautiful. This it, for listeners, this uh, Vermont uh, WDEV is has so many different studios here with microphones, and in the old days, you'd have a lot of guitar players or musicians playing in one room, right? Yes. Um, Doc Williams was a, a, a head man at the Wheeling, West Virginia, um, Jamboree, and, and uh, he would he would come here for a week and play uh, various towns around Wilcott and Crassbury and, um, and Hardwick, and, and uh, this was his base of operations, and he'd, he'd broadcast uh, out of the mezzanine. Amazing. Great, great people there. So you'd bring your guitar in and, and just well, play well back loud. back then um, I brought a, I had a three piece band three pieces and I I mean four pieces and uh, yeah. we'd come in and do a spot. That's what he uh, Jack did this Vermont live and had all these Vermont bands in from the day in the in the mid seventies. Amazing. Yeah, it was wonderful. So we're here today among other things. We're gonna we're gonna. Um, <laughs> I'm going to bring you back in history so we can hear all about your upbringing and, uh, your, your, your growing up days. But we're, we're, we're looking at this new CD, this new album, God Bless the Mighty Pickle. Right. <laughs> Where, tell us about that. Well, my, my tour bus of 22 years, because as you can see from the album cover is, uh, bright green or Vermont green, I should say. And, uh, uh, my guitar player at the time, Leo Roy, dubbed it the pickle. And of course it, it graduated to the mighty pickle. And so, um, uh, time came to sell it. And lo and behold, a fellow wonderful guy from, uh, Ocala bought it, put $300,000 restoration into it and then donated it to Marty Stewart's, um, Congress of Country Music in Philadelphia, Mississippi. Isn't that so amazing? It is absolutely amazing to think that when you sell something, it's going to end up, uh, you know, a big, bigger part of your life than when you had it. And so, um, the back of the album, um, has a picture of uh, the Mighty Pickle as it is now known as the Chief. And um, I just uh, had a release party, well, October 22nd at the Hotel Vermont. And and um, this guy, Dave Wright, that bought the bus, brought the bus all the way from Philadelphia, Mississippi, to park right there at the Hotel Vermont. So it was really heartwarming to me to see the old girl, especially, you know, when I was playing there. I could just look out the window and see it after all those years of riding around Vermont in it. 
It's kind of like a friend coming home. It was really amazing that they made that gesture. Yeah. You know? No, that's wonderful. So that, um, that debut event was really, uh, full of, uh, amazing musicians. Can Correct. You, can yes, you talk correct. about that? How did you bring them all together? Well, my band, um, the All Star Ramblers, um, I've been playing with them for, oh, I don't know, 15 or 18 years and some of them like Dave Rowell um, we've been friends for 40 years and I've just been around the Vermont music scene um, you know since <laughs> uh, for a long long time <laughs> and so this was is my last album out of 12 over 60 years and I wanted to really make it a tribute to uh, Vermont country music and musicians and so I brought in um, Dave Rowell to sing um, this wonderful fiddler, Tony Washburn from Hardwick. And for a time, he was in the Ramblers, but he was just known all over the place. And Tony wrote some great songs, and Dave uh, Rowell recorded one of them, um, Love's Coming Through. And then I brought Coco Callist in to sing her hit song from 1976 uh, called New England Song. And, and it was just, uh, it, it was just a wonderful thing to do. And, and, uh, brought John Gayamori in to sing harmonies on, on, uh, many of our songs. And, and, um, Jonathan Edwards came over from Maine and played harmonica, played harp on, uh, on a song I wrote called, uh, Out in the Cold. So it was just a matter of, you know, my last go around and all these folks have been friends of mine for so many years. Um, what a treat to include them in this project. And the project took four years. Did it really? A long time to get together with everything. It's like build it and they will come. But these were all people that care about you. Well, fortunately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> these are some of the musicians I have not offended yet. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, I started producing festivals, um, uh, finding out that, um, uh, uh, playing in a festival setting with family situations, uh, it was a whole lot better than playing cover songs in bars. And so I, I haven't done a bar in probably 30 years, except I did play higher ground a couple of times, but, um, you know, just the festivals are great. And I guess the biggest one was called the Green Mountain Choo Choo. Yeah. And that ran 24 years in Burlington. No kidding. And wow. so I was able to spend over a quarter of a million dollars on Vermont musicians over that 24 year period. So that was cool. So I could kind of put something back into the the musical community of Vermont. Well, it's interesting. My my guests earlier, this Vermont Almanac, I was asking them about the music part of it. And it, it hasn't been, you know, heavily delved into yet. But you're a perfect story for the Vermont Almanac for oh, so many reasons. <laughs> you uh, can be my manager. <laughs> so we're, we want to play... Uh, uh, in its entirety, we're gonna we're gonna play the whole song, sort of the the uh, it's the the featured number song. And and what right. is, tell us about it. Well, it's uh, God bless the mighty pickle, which is a tribute to to the bus. And uh, an interesting thing about this was I I wrote the song, then it went to. Um, uh, went through the restoration and it went to Marty Stewart and those guys took uh, a wooden pickle that I had as a decoration inside the bus when I sold it to him 
and and affixed it to the inside of the baggage door of of the new chief, so it's riding around with them <laughs> all the time, and so that caused me to write another the last verse, uh, which completed the whole story. All right, so we're gonna cue that up now. Uh, this is uh, a song by uh, Rick Norcross and the Mighty Pickle uh, from from his new album. the mighty pickle for all the miles she's done for all the shows the ramblers played she got there everyone god bless the mighty pickle for all the smiles she made she drove the all-star ramblers to every show we played she's a raised roof flexible starliner built in 1957 first served the halifax airport a long cold way from heaven Custom coach conversion back in 61 Set the stage for 60 years of mighty pickle fun She's 33 feet long and she's 8.5 feet wide 4 v 8 534, a torso elastic ride Check the oil, check the gas, check the trailer too Take good care of the mighty pickle the mighty pickle for all the miles she's done for all the shows the ramblers played she got there everyone god bless the mighty pickle for all the smiles she made she drove the all-star ramblers to every show we played vermont's not flat we all know that the hills go up and down you nail the gas pedal going up you ride the air brakes coming down have to get a running start it's always quite a thrill to make it seem so effortless to blast up old french hill bob wills hank snow buck owens and doc chicky too out of tulsa nashville bakersfield and wheeling they all flew they rode their flexes town to town to play another show then sped back for Saturday night to play on the radio. God bless the mighty pickle for all the miles she's done. For all the shows the ramblers played, she got there everyone. God bless the mighty pickle for all the smiles she made. She drove the all-star ramblers to every show we played. The mighty pickle's gone to heaven. To be to Philadelphia, Mississippi, for all the world to see. To the Congress of Country Music, it's Mighty Stewart's place. She's on display there every day with a smile upon her face. The Mighty Pickle is no more, she's gone from green to red. Bright red and white exterior, chrome wheels and sides instead. Marty renamed the bus the chief. It sure gives me a tickle to know that back of the baggage door there rides a wooden pickle. God bless the mighty pickle for all the miles she's done. For all the shows the ramblers played, she got there everyone. God bless the mighty pickle for all the smiles she made. She drove the all-star ramblers. 
to every show we play. Awesome. Uh, that's uh, Rick Norcross from his new album. If that didn't get you hopping in your living room, I don't know what will. Western Swing. It's a vehicle that took you all around Vermont. And I'm reminded when I was uh, in Boy Scouts, our neighbor had a micro a Volkswagen microbus. Right. And yep. uh, it, it topped out at about 50 miles an hour and 40 on the hills. How'd the pickle do? <laughs> oh, well, the pickle did too well, actually. I mean, it would it would go 80 miles an hour all day. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, there was no problem about that. It's just that it, you could you could hear the gas running through the engine. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It, it got five miles to the gallon, and, basically. I mean, it's pretty. Um, I don't know if grandeur is the right word, but it, you really were, you were traveling a lot and it became practical to have a vehicle, right? You threw well, the whole band in or what? No, not really. I mean, um, basically, uh, it was, uh, a moving, uh, dressing room. Okay. And so it gave us a place to change clothes and, and, um, relax between shows, one thing and another. But, um, the band lives, like Dave lives up in East Crassberry and Taryn lives in Stowe and, and Dono lives in Morrisville and, and, uh, uh, the drummer lives in, uh, Starksboro. And so, um, you know, they're all driving from different directions and, and, uh, so it was really a luxury to have it and and it was uh custom coach did this conversion in 1961 uh, for a guy that owned a a chain of uh drive-in movie theaters in Indiana and I mean it is it it was beautiful inside yeah had a yeah. shower and <laughs> it was just it slept five I mean it was really quite the it was your green room, right? Absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, correct. Sort, sort of ironic in a way. <laughs> well, that's the color. <laughs> and did it come as the green pickle? Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a it was a darker color of, of green, and I, I, I do graphic uh, design on the side, and I and I designed a couple of brochures for Vermont Railway in return for them uh, painting the bus in their in their train paint shop down in Walpole, New Hampshire. So that's when it got to be the color green it is. That's actually the green that uh, Vermont Railways engines are painted for years and years. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us Western Swing. What right. what I mean it's pretty defined. What, what Well, it's defined it? but really very few people up here know what it's all about and uh, uh it it came from uh Fort Worth, Texas. They can actually peg where where it was born. And, and during the depression, um, fiddle bands or, or bands with, uh, Western acoustic instruments were playing pop music of the day, um, with their music and their musical arrangements. I mean, Bob Wills is, I guess, the grandfather of it all. And he had a horn section and he had, you know, saxophones and, and everything. And, uh, so basically that's what it was all about. So it's a, it's a combination of jazz, country, folk even polka music all i heard that in that into, song right, yeah all all congrom <laughs> mixed into one yeah and and so there are uh all kinds of western swing bands obviously in oklahoma and texas and new mexico and in the southwest and and um i'm kind of rare to have a 
a Western swing band up here, but I came from the folk. I was a folk singer for 17 years back in the 50s, I'm sorry, the 60s and the 70s. And um, when I heard this kind of music, I, I was playing um, on Daytona Beach uh, in the spring break of 1965 and 66 for the city of Daytona and and we had a um, a flatbed truck set up with a stage and we'd we'd do concerts on the beach and then move 500 yards up the beach and do another one during Easter week when you had 150,000 kids there on the beach and one of the other bands a guy named Naki Parker a piano player in a jazz band and uh, Smokey Montgomery on the on the banjo he was a member of the Light Crust Doughboys in the late 30s and that was my first uh, exposure to western swing and they were great guys um, Naki parker actually got me into the university of south florida and we were friends until his passing and so the the music resonated with you and was it also how you played guitar you found as well you sort of were a no, natural at it not really brad um i uh this there's a lot of instrumentation it's not like being a folk singer and finger picking and and doing that it's it's more of a band or an orchestra uh, arrangement situation and uh, charlie mcfadgen who's the keyboard player in my band he graduated from Oberlin with a music degree so he does all the arrangements i mean the stuff is very complex on this album as you can hear sometimes there's 13 musicians on a song Wow. And so Charlie put all that stuff together. Just wonderful guy and, and musician, obviously. And so not bad for Hardwick boy, right? <laughs> well, I, I, I give a lot to Hardwick. I've written probably eight songs about Hardwick over the last four or five albums. And, uh, I started out of this next door neighbor, Harold Patch, um, had a live, music show right here on WDEV in 1936 and he'd come in Saturday mornings and do 15 minutes of songs that people requested you know the old songs and uh, he taught me my first chords and and I actually still have the guitar that he played here at WDEV and I've written all the songs from our last four albums on that guitar on that guitar yeah <laughs> and how does a song evolve for you what what sparks the interest well that's a good question and um, I actually have a journalism degree and worked on the Tampa Times for five years covering music. And so I was used to, uh, I had to turn a song a day, a song, a story a day in to the, to the newspaper. And, uh, I learned how to write very quickly and succinctly and basically, um, you know, come up with an idea and then sit down and write it. Um, like the, the hit song on this album so far has been, uh, um, one one called Moo Cow Milk, and that's a song that Anson Tebbets, the Secretary of Agriculture here in Vermont, called me up and asked me to write it about fake milk, about non-dairy milk. And so, boy, I, I just went off on that. That was that was a wonderful subject. <laughs> How can you go wrong, man, on that one? I've never seen anybody <laughs> go out to a barn and milk an almond. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what people must think when yeah. you say milk. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's wonderful. And... But it's it's two part. You have you write lyrics, but then you've got to take your instrument and figure out how to sing it. Well, that's right. But I mean, it falls together pretty easily. Does it? Yeah. If if you have a gift, 
I don't know if it's a gift. It's something you develop, and and uh, like anything, pra- practice is not the right word. You spend a lot of time with your instrument and your songs, and like anything, you get better and better over over time. Yeah. Now, now that I'm good, I'm I'm, I'm 78 years old and got to retire. <laughs> well, but, it's, but you, I tell you, I have a lot of pleasure, and I have the best band I've ever had in my life, and. This is the best album I've ever done, so I'm really having a ball with it. Well, we've had uh, Taryn on my yep. show, and, yep. and she is just so gifted and so oh, bright. Oh, and so wonderful. And then uh, uh, the bass playing, uh, Rowell is... Yep, uh, like Dave. Dave Rowell is, is really... Uh, he's When I watched him in, in uh, Stowe recently at a concert they did... I was so amazed because he's sort of, he's kind of like the quiet part in a way. He, he's unassuming, but he's so critical to the whole sound. Very much so, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the rhythm section, the drums and the bass are, you know, that's big. Yeah. So you, um, uh, Western Swing starts in Texas and right. you get attracted to it, but now you've become part not just in a little way, but in a big way, you've contributed to the industry by all your songwriting in this genre. Well, I've just, you know, like you say, Brad, it's just a matter of doing it and doing it and um, getting some recognition for it. I've been very fortunate. Um, one of my songs won uh, Western Swing Song of the Year from the Academy of Western Artists um, oh, six or seven years ago. And that gained me airplay all over the the world on Western swing shows, not not in um, like broad music, but the, a lot of radio stations in that area have specific Western swing hours or two hours. And I mean, they're playing my stuff in Sweden and Denmark and Dublin right now. Is that right? Yeah, Toronto. Yeah. So you're one of the most modest men I've ever met. That said, do you go into venues in different places and people are greeting you and they're, they're, they're excited about it? Is well, it, fortunately. You get some celebrity status, which must be kind of cool. Well, you know, there's nothing like having an audience that is totally with you. And the experience I had when we released this album with all these Vermont superstars was just about as close to heaven and probably the best show I've ever done in my life. And that was really meaningful to me. And that was right in Burlington. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And how big, what was the capacity for the, for the audience? It wasn't big, but there was a lot of heart. There was 70 people. It was sold out. And I, yeah. I've done one at the end of each of my tours at the Hotel Vermont as kind of like the wind up show. Yeah. So, you know, I knew everybody in the audience and they knew me. So that's pretty heartwarming. Oh, it's tremendous. <laughs> and is there another big concert coming up or? Uh, no, no. Right now I'm, I'm actually, uh, working on getting the album around and getting the songs around. That's what I'm working on. And then, you know, I hope I can do uh, some more shows next summer. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we are talking with Rick Norcross. He's got this amazing new album, one of many, uh, Rick the Ram, Rick and the All-Star Ramblers. God bless the mighty pickle. Uh, we're going to be talking more, a little bit about your journey, Rick, how, you know, coming to the music scene. But I want to go to the phone lines now because we have, uh, on the line, uh, Stephen Payne, who is no stranger here to Vermont Viewpoint and WDV, a great writer, 
a number of books, and one of his books is Riding My Guitar, the Rick Norcross story. So welcome to the show, Steve. Good morning, Brad and Rick. Nice hey, how are you, you, Steve? Good, good, thanks. So uh, I have Riding My Guitar right in front of me, a signed copy, and I'm actually going to ask Rick to sign it. So I have I will have a Stephen Payne, Rick Norcross treasure for my bookcase. Well, I've, I've been listening to your, to your interview, and, uh, you know, I, Rick is just an amazing fellow. I, I met him right after my uh, novel Cliffwalking was done, and... We set up to have a lunch at the shanty on the shore in Burlington, and I thought I'd write a two- or three-page article for Vermont Life. And after three years of research and a lot of scallops at the shanty, <laughs> um, <laughs> I was finally done researching uh, the book about Rick. And he's truly one of the most remarkable people I've ever known, and and you've been talking a lot about his Vermont connections, but I just wanted to shed a little light on really his international reputation and and the respect musicians have for him uh, everywhere. In in fact, when I was researching the book, I personally talked to um, Carolyn Hester, who is a a very well-known folk singer back in the day, and Panama Red, and Leroy Preston, who was one of the founders of A Sleep at the Wheel, and Ramblin' Jack Elliott. I mean, it went on and on. And what really struck me was all of these people took my call um, the minute I said I was writing a book about Rick Norcross. And I, especially in this day and age, you know, the famous people don't really like to talk to us little folks, um, but, but you know, Rick's name and his reputation and his personal connection with these people, you know, just opened the door for me. And as you mentioned earlier, Rick is so self-effacing. Um, he just kind of has little idea really how important he is in the fabric of American music. So one of the joys for me of, of researching and writing this book was, to, um, you know, get his story out there in, in a much bigger way. Well, it's, it's remarkable. And, and you, you told me off air that there was a Jonathan Edwards story. Is that right? Well, this, this is kind of cool. Um, Jonathan Edwards, a legendary folk singer, has been a dear friend of mine for over 40 years. And he and Rick had met many years ago back at the uh, Choo Choo Festival. And then in, in 2017, John came and gave a show at our farm for my wife's and my 30th anniversary. And, of course, Rick was there, and, and he and John had a really nice time talking and swapping songs uh, before the show. And then uh, John not only had Rick up, on the stage to sing with him, John ended up singing harmony for Rick on one of his songs, which was pretty cool. So Rick had asked me if if uh, I thought John might be willing to uh, lay down some harp tracks for this new album. And without going into details, uh, John and his wife have had a very busy and challenging year, but um, and I've been co-writing his memoir with him. So we arranged 
um, for him to come over and meet the book designer and an editor and to go down to Lane Gibson Studios and lay down some tracks. So we're in my car driving from St. Albans to Charlotte, and I said to um, uh, to Edwards, you know, what do you think of this song? And uh, it's out in the cold is the name of the song. And he said, oh, he said, it's a, a great song or I wouldn't be here. And I said, you know, have you, um, you know, decided what you're going to play? And he, and he said, you know, don't worry about that. He said, if I'm going to play harp or whatever on a really quality song, all I have to do is show up. Now, now coming from him, you know, that's that's really high praise. And we talked about uh, Rick on the way down and then on the way back. And, you know, John just really has very high respect for Rick, for his career. You know, he described him. You ready for this, Rick? As one cruel cat. You can quote that. <laughs> All right. I'll use it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Thank you. And I said, well, wait a minute. Let me really tell you what he's like. No. <laughs> And so, you know, that that was really cool. And we got in the studio and um, uh, Lane played the song once. And then, it, as Rick knows, because we were all sitting there, he, he literally laid down multiple harp tracks, you know, so to speak, out of the blue. And I think Lane and Rick and the crew were, were pretty pleased with it. And uh, when uh, we left... Um, Lane or, or Rick told me later that uh, Lane Gibson turned to them. He said, you know, we just had music royalty in here. So, you know, that's that's pretty cool that this kid from uh, East Hardwick who painted a house for a guitar a long time ago uh, is recognized, you know, by all these people I'm talking about and, and on a very personal basis by this famous uh, folk singer who, you know, was really excited to, to play on this late, last album. That's a great story, Steve. And uh, real quickly, can you tell uh, our listeners where they can find your books uh, and Riding My Guitar yeah. being one of them? Um, all of my books are available on um, any uh, independent bookstore. Um, you know, some of them... They don't stock, but you can order them. You can also get them on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or any, um, you know, web uh, bookseller. They're also on Kindle, um, you know, and that sort of thing. I always like people to buy uh, locally, but uh, my first novel, Cliff Walking, and the um, sequel to that, Life on a Cliff, and then my most recent book, which has really been great uh, called you are always there a coming of age love story set in the 70s in greensboro vermont uh has been a real hit and and that's been fun but i can tell you a lot of the booksellers and people that i've met over the years um came in part from uh the writing my guitar book i i went out with the band quite a few times and did signings um people were much more interested in having Rick sign the book than they were me. <laughs> but uh, so my books are really available everywhere. Wonderful. Well, thanks. This is Stephen Payne. Uh, find his books, as he described. Your local bookstore is the best. And uh, thanks for joining us, Steve. Appreciate it. Thanks well, for the stories. And con congratulations again, Rick. Thanks, pal. So Take we're... Care.
we're going to jump to uh, the one of the featured songs in Anson Tebbets. If you're out there, uh, we're going to dedicate this song to you this morning. For sure. Moo Cow Milk. Here we go. The only milk for me. Moo cow milk, it's as real as real can be. Moo cow milk from the Holsteins of Vermont. Moo cow milk, it's the real milk I want. The dairy farmers of Vermont have a question for you now. What's this milk in the dairy case that never touched a cow? Squash a pecan, squash a cashew, squash some oats and all. Prop them up in the dairy case and call it milk what gone. Moo cow milk, that's the only milk for me. Moo cow milk, it's as real as real can be. Moo cow milk from the jerseys of Vermont. Moo cow milk, it's the real milk I want. From way up Orleans Way He tells it like it is And Bobby always has his say Even though they call it milk He says, what's the use? Milk it isn't And I swear it's really just not juice Moo cow milk That's the only milk for me Moo cow milk It's as real as real can be Milk from the Guernseys of Vermont. Moo cow milk, it's the real milk I want. Milk, Rick Norcross, and uh, dedicated to the Commissioner of Ag. Uh, so I want to go to the phone lines. Uh, Catherine from Starksboro, uh, I'm hoping you want one of these CDs. Welcome to the show. 
Catherine, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Oh, there you are. Hello. Somebody else is here in my kitchen. I had to shut them up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm calling to win a. Well, a you've, seat. you've won one. There'll be one at the front desk here at WDEV with your name on it. If that is convenient for you to come to get it or, uh, you can leave, um, an address maybe with our producer. Uh, when when we get off air here, that'd be easier because I am not out and about. Okay, so we'll uh, we'll get one. So um, uh, Brent will take your number uh, after after this. And have you heard Rick live ever over the years? Or? No, I haven't. But I've been a fan of his forever, and we're almost the same era. He said he's seventy eight. I I didn't hear that, but then I'm I'm old enough that I don't hear things. That's true, Catherine. Thank <laughs> well, you for I the kind words. Seventy-eight, but I'm only eighty-seven, so we're about the same era. <laughs> well, we should get you both in a kitchen dancing together then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got the wood stove going, and the coffee's always hot, so it would be fun. <laughs> All right, perfect. Well, thanks for the call. Stay All on right. the line so that uh, Brett can grab your address. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, thank you. Thanks for calling. Yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, Catherine gets a CD, God Bless the Mighty Pickle. Uh, so, And then I think we have another caller, John from Hyde Park. Is that right? John, are you on the air with us? This is Rich from Starksboro, if I, if uh, I got put on. Okay, well, Rich from Starksboro, welcome. Uh, well, thank you. And I have seen Rick Norcross live at the Hotel Vermont about three years before COVID. And I saw Tara Noel sing for the first time, and and uh, she makes a good uh, a good addition to uh, the um, the Ramblers, and uh, so I enjoyed that very much. And I really like how Rick uh, uh, divvies out the tickets. So you call Rick, and you get a ticket. That's pretty 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 neat. It's a nice system. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, John. I appreciate your kind words. That was fun. All right. Yep. So, yeah. If you can stay on on the air, uh, that Brett will, um, or can you come to the station to pick up a CD? Uh, or get, uh, mail it out to you? Yeah. Can I get there? Like I got a week window, have I? Or yes, yeah. It'll be at the front okay. desk uh, with your name on it. I can get there in a week. Okay. So I got something on the trading post. I was going to go up and see anyway, so that'll work. All right. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, All right. Thank th- you. Thank you for your call. I think we have one more caller, uh, Joe from Hyde Park. Uh, welcome, Joe. I think Joe is with us. Yeah. So this is actually John. John. All right. Sometimes my screen isn't as clear. So, John, welcome. Have you seen Rick play? Oh, yes. We've been fans for quite a while. Seen him, not, you know, all of his performances, but we've been a fan, read the book about him. If there's more than one book, it's one of the first ones. And um, he did a, a performance at our church once. Wow. That was fun. I remember that, John. It's uh, that's a way to revive the spirit, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, th- thank you for your call, John, and um, you can um, pick up a, a copy of the CD here at, at the station. 
All right. Yeah. And we appreciate your call. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. All right. We're talking with Rick Norcross, who is, uh, really the, um, huge contributor to Western Swing. And so how many, how many albums you said you've, you've written? Well, I have a dozen albums, but most of them, uh, early ones you wouldn't want to even hear about. So I probably have five, my five most recent albums that I've done down at Lane Gibson Studio in Shalott. Those, those are the best. And most of them are songs that you've written? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So when you write a song and you've got this, um, amazing group of musicians with you, what's the process for that? Do you, feed them the music and they sort of work on it or no i'll write the song and the lyrics and then um play it for charlie and charlie will write out the arrangements and we'll play it for the members of the band and they're all i mean we're all on the same page and they pick it up pretty quickly and then charlie does the fine tuning i see you know, the arranging and then uh you all get together and start practicing and you know uh this is vermont and people are uh, live a long way away and yeah. um as strange as it sounds we, we have one rehearsal before we do a tour <laughs> because everybody has worked with the material right. on a cd that we'll make and send them all so so it's really um i wish we lived in all in one town that would be that would be great but i tell you by halfway through the tour man we're tight <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet. I bet. And, but it speaks to the talent around you, right? They are fabulous and, and that's exactly right. They're all gifted musicians and, and they're right on the money and, and they're, they're the people I love to hear play and sing. And I mean, when you got Taryn in the band and Dave also is a wonderful singer. And, yeah. Um, Taryn is so gifted. Taryn and I, when we, when she was on air with me, we're talking about, um, I, I self-proclaim that I'm a Hallmark movie watcher, which I get made fun of all the time, but she <laughs> is too. She yeah, likes them. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> nice stories. Yep. Um, so is there a favorite couple songs that you've written over the years that are sort of dear to your heart, Rick? Well, the, the one I, I was awarded uh, Western Swing Song of the Year, it's called You Can't Make It Up. And it's the, the story about the funeral home in Hardwood. Pardon me. And that doesn't sound like something normally you'd write a song about. But when I was uh, in Hardwick Academy in in 1962, um, there was only one place in Hardwick to buy corsages. And that was Harold Holcomb's funeral home. So you'd go over to the funeral home and buy your corsage. But there was only one place that they stored the corsages, which was where they stored the bodies. And so the corsages all had a faint aroma of formaldehyde. Um. <laughs> so, so the last verse of that song is, you know, uh, you're at a funeral and, and you look into the box and, and the smell takes you back to junior prom and makes you want to dance. <laughs> So pretty wacky. You so, can't make that up, but no, you did. Exactly, exactly. And then out in the cold, the this, this song that John Jonathan Edwards uh, played harmonica on is one of my favorites. And 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 uh, you know, this moo cow milk is fun. And and can't catch a bramble. That's a good one. So I mean, I've got several favorites, of course. Um, well, I see Larry is on the line from Addison. If um, you can join oh, us okay. real quick, Larry. Um, the, Welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, I've I first uh, met Rick in 1998 
when uh, the Vermont State Parks were celebrating uh, their 75th anniversary. And Rick, for a number of years, did a lot of shows for us. Oh, nice. Larry was uh, was the uh, head man at the Vermont State Park System. Aha. And, Larry, it's so nice to hear your voice, pal. Um, we did 59 concerts in the Vermont State Parks over a period of a few years, and Larry was responsible for all that. So not only were the people rocking, the, the wildlife was, too. <laughs> it was a blast. All right. Well, thanks for the call. Yeah, thank uh, you, Larry. Nice to hear from you, pal. We have about uh, a minute and a half left. Um, so people, to find your music, Rick, where where do they go? RickandTheRamblers.com. RickandTheAllStarRamblers.com. All that's, right. that's the best place. And you can you can listen to music. You can. That's the whole story right there. So we're here at WDEV, um, 40 year history for you here. Is oh, that, absolutely. Yeah. And as I'm looking out of our uh, broadcast booth window, there's, there's posters of Rick on the wall here that, uh, <laughs> exactly, man. They got to go somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we really appreciate you being here. Uh, this new album, God bless the mighty pickle. If you want to put some joy in your life, if you're feeling a little bit blue, Get a little bit of green. God bless the mighty pickle. Rick Norcross. It's Rick and the All-Star Ramblers. It's Western Swing Band, and it doesn't get better than this. Oh, man. Thank you, Brad. Well, thanks so much for being with me. It's uh, It's been an uplifting morning, Rick. Great fun. Thank you, pal. All right. Brad Furlan, Vermont Viewpoint, WDEV. I won't be here on Monday for New Year's Day, but I'll be back the following Monday, and I look forward uh, to being here with all of you. And thank you, listeners. We cannot do radio without you.